0: There we go. Do we see some dots, lines? We do. Wow. Thanks for tuning in today. It's Kevin with Bison Moon Group, Reach the Moon podcast. Stuff you should know. So, like I said, this is still on that same new topic. I guess this is my reason for doing this, is I've really started thinking different about things. This is my reason for doing this, is recently, in the last three years, I've really started looking at my food differently. So about 12 years ago, I started looking at objects differently and my finances. And then seven years ago or eight years ago, I really started looking at my finances differently. But in the last three or four years, I've really started analyzing the food I eat. So I guess my question to you is, what do you know about food? I find a lot of the people that talk about food or emotional eating and all that type of stuff talk either negative Even though they're trying to talk positive, or they're talking about stuff that you just can't understand. It's like visioning a trillion dollars. You understand what it means, but at the same time you have no clue what a whole trillion dollars means. Or the you know I mean, even if you could imagine what a pile of a trillion almonds looks like, you could think about it in your head but at the same time, you really can't grasp it. Even if you're counting your calories for your food, you get it, but at the same time, you don't get it. Even if you feel like you understand it, then when you hear them, they're so above you while they're talking, You're then you almost feel negative or down when you're listening to them because it's try this, try this, try that, try this, try that, and it's like I don't even know where to start. So, My theory on food, leaning back to what do I know? Again, I am about 35 years old, uh, born in 85. Kind of in the 90s, it was still okay to be a kid and be mean to, let's call it, creatures. In Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, they are in other parts of the world, so I don't know where you're listening if you've ever heard of these creatures called slugs. So I had a tree fort. Uh, growing up, and we used to play underneath this tree, and they used to have slugs. And in Vancouver, the slugs grow to be six, eight, ten inches long. They're not a snake. Um, anyhow, you, we used to take salt, just normal table salt, and we would dump it on the slug, and it would just shrivel up to this little ball. And then after it shriveled up to a little ball, you would dump just a little more salt on it. And I really do say just a little more, and the slug would flip over and die. I know that sounds kind of gross or sorry. Maybe I should have preempt the story. But that's started me thinking here in the last few years. The volume of salt. So I did use Mr. Google. A little hard to tell uh, because Google kept talking about their slime. But the best I could tell is that the slug is 95% water. And they say us humans are 65% water. So if you think about that in relation to the slug, what is the salt that we eat when we eat potato chips or nowadays, like you got to start reading packages on soups or when you're eating uh, lunch snacks, um, your cold cuts are really bad. They all always tell you the sodium, AKA salt. So anyhow, basically my thought, again, I'm thinking a little differently, is just basically What does that salt do to my body? So, a few years back, let's call it, I took some herbal medicines, and I've never taken any type of recreational medicine before. And after doing that, when I ingested them like food, I felt them start to come on. So, about 20 minutes in, half an hour in, I I felt the feeling of them come on. I'm not a smoker. I'm just like a one or two, two drink drinker. So I've never experienced anything similar to this. I don't pop Tylenol. I don't pop any other type of drugs uh, that are over the counter. The closest I'd typically come is like an inhaler when I'm having an allergy attack to animals. Anyhow, so I felt this recreational hallucinogenic come on and at about 20 minutes, half an hour. And I experienced what it was and it was a good time I've got nothing bad to say against it or them and I've learned a lot more about them but that's typically not what this podcast is about and then about four hours in I started to feel it and about four hours after I ingested it I started to feel like I was coming down and about five or six hours it was gone and I was pretty much back to normal So basically what that kind of taught me is if I'm eating a hamburger and there's a whole bunch of them on it, even though of course they're a different variety, you can imagine what it is, or for example I eat spaghetti with a meatball, what is that one meatball doing to my body? I know it's really weird to think that angle, but again, I know when I ate that, which I technically the name of it is food then you eat a normal peanut butter jam sandwich is food what is the peanut butter jam sandwich doing to me for four hours and my answer to that was I don't know I always eat a peanut butter and jam sandwich for lunch so what this has really started to teach me was to pay attention to what I'm eating so leaving that example to the side for a second another fair warning about this one if you're uh, sensitive down south they have a lot of frogs and they consume a lot of frog legs if you take the frog legs off the body and you put them on a cookie sheet and then you take sugar on top of those frog legs the frog legs twitch around when they're no longer attached to the body i've never tried it but i'll be honest i used youtube and saw a clip of it so taking what i learned i guess off of youtube and watching that clip then started me thinking about what does sugar do to my body And once you start reading the recipes of all these different things you're eating, everything lists either salt or sugar. So it's just, I guess, food for thought. What do I know about what that psychedelic high gave me for that four to six hours? But if you think you eat at nine o'clock in the morning, then you eat again at noon, then you eat again at five, and basically you're always eating within that five hour window, So are you really coming down from whatever food high you're on? I know that's a weird angle to look at. So again, I I thought about what do I know. So I took a drop of soap, just a small drop of soap, and I put it on a lid of a Tupperware container. Then I held that lid underneath some running water and I waited until that soap was off that lid. And I thought, okay, maybe that lid would represent one cell inside my body. Obviously, you're full of lots of cells. But let's say, for example, that drop of soap was one grain of sugar or one grain of salt. So if you zoom in with a microscope and look at that sugar or salt, yes, it's soluble to water and it breaks down, but technically it's something but technically it's just a little crystal. So you're putting something inside your body that just breaks itself down, but it looks like a crystal. So it's really something all sharp and jagged until your body decides to break it down. And then your cells start consuming it and making it part of your cell. I hope you can picture what I'm trying to converse here. But basically I'm asking you to try either setting a goal for yourself and go a longer duration without food and start to think instead of a day and time that you eat, is your body looking for food? Are you low on proteins for the day? Are you low on water? And how much water are you drinking to clean out that one cell? I'm not a food, I'm not a food nutritionist by any means. I'm 240 pounds, a very sexy looking guy. But I want you to try that. Think about that little drop of soap and how long it took that Running water over the tap or use a glass. I tried using a glass. It took me six glasses of water to get that soap off that container. So, how much water do you need to flush out that one cell in your body? So, on a side note, I don't know how long it takes your inner skin to flake off and grow out of your body. But about eight years ago, I got a sliver, a glass sliver in my pinky finger. Uh, We were moving, we broke a mirror. I cleaned it up with my bare hands. Went to the doctor and I said, hey, this little pinky's got a um, piece of glass in it. And he went, wee, 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 all the way home. No, uh, so th- the doctor tried and tried and couldn't get the glass on my finger. And no lie, about six years later, all of a sudden I felt it and it came out of my finger. It was honestly, I always knew that I it was there and that whole feeling is completely gone now. So my question, again, what do I know is, does it take six years for something for your skin cells to regenerate and come out? I don't know the answer. I'm sure one of you listeners might be able to point me in the right direction and critique me, and I would love to have a further conversation about it. So again, what do I know? If I can take fingernail file, and I make a mark on my fingernail, and then I watch my fingernail grow and grow and grow until that until that file mark grows to the tip of the fingernail, takes about a month or two. So if you're trying to diet or try something new with your food and they say give it 90 days it might be for example don't even give it 90 days set yourself a mark on your fingernail females that wear fake nails or guys that wear fake nails kind of get my point they must understand what it takes for your fingernails to grow and how often you got to get them filled Uh, i've paid for it a few times for uh my wife so think about that when you're eating food well i'm giving up bread so how long are you giving up bread for well, 30 days. It might not be enough. Bread might not be your problem. Myself, again, every time I ate an apple, I felt bloated. I've been six months apple-free now, and I feel really good. I've been drinking at least three or four liters of water every day. I find my throat's changed a little bit. I I, I feel great. I haven't had an allergy attack now in a good eight months uh, to animals and even yesterday I sat in someone else's truck that had a dog yeah we sat there and chatted for a while you know again just think about your food and how it's reacting to your body instead of well it's that time of day I should eat so I guess the next thing that I started changing uh, originally I changed it a few years ago but I got lazy and went back into that same groove I took my favorite food from a restaurant absolutely love like chicken cordon bleu with a greek salad and i said can i get this exact meal to go and i couldn't believe the physical weight that was inside that bag so then that being said i thought okay by the time i consume that and then i'm just walking around the rest of the day carrying it we start listening to like ufc fighters talk or runners none of them are like oh i sat down for a great greek meal Or ran through a subjoint right before we went for the fight typically they they know all their intake and outtake but they know how they feel and when was the last time you sat down and thought to yourself how do I feel do I feel swollen do I feel weak it's just as much to go too long without food or in your own head feel negative or guilty because you're not doing what you should just feel positive think about yourself as like a baby or an animal weird comparison I understand but if you're a cheetah going out for a run you think that that cheetah or that baby ate just such a small amount of food and they typically don't gorge on their food but if you think about a bear that's gonna eat their food and then not do any activities for three or four months while they hibernate all winter again it's what do you know about how you feel after you eat like that are you going to go for a run or are you going to go sit on the couch? If you eat like however you decide to eat or whatever products you decide to eat, how do you feel? So I guess that is a huge point that I kind of talk about. I've never heard anyone ever talk about food that way. I personally absolutely love ice cream. I delivered ice cream for a year and a half after moving almost 4,000 pieces of ice cream from one pallet to another pallet and realizing the contents of it is mostly sugar or depending where you buy it it contains you know what i mean different things that shouldn't be in our food another interesting way to look at your food is think about some of these tractor trailers some of them depending on what food they're hauling because the food contains citric acid or different chemicals inside the food technically these big semi-trucks because of volume containment should be placarded so do you want to consume something that should be brought to you with placards kind of the next weird thing I want you to think about about food again is kind of con- thinking about the volume that you're consuming the next time you are in a store I want you to find say the largest container of vitamin water you can about 700 milliliters I'm Canadian uh, what is that one point something liters gallons anyhow You got my point. And then I want you to hold it up to your stomach and be like, maybe that's what the size of my bladder is. Maybe that's what the size of my stomach is. And then when you go and you buy that two foot long subs, because it's cheaper on Tuesdays to buy two of them, take that sub and you don't have to wreck your food. Like I'm not saying destroy food, but I want you to squish it or like that pizza you're going to eat. I want you to squish it into that same ball as tight as you would as if you were chewing it up and eating it, and then imagining what that looks like in your stomach. If you, again, apply what you know in the case of a balloon, get one of those long party balloons, and imagine just taking all that food and jamming it in there and then working it all the way to the bottom of the balloon, it's hard. But if you take that food and you rip it up into little pieces and just slowly get it in there, And keep the balloon long and skinny where it really looks like it hasn't changed a whole lot. It's kind of what you're doing to your body while it's digesting. Again, I've never heard anyone talk like this, so I hope you don't think I'm crazy. It's completely about thinking outside the box. Feel free to make a comment. uh, Like my podcast. Share my podcast. I guess I even want to add, if you want to comment on the nonsense I'm talking about, please do. You might change the way I think. But after experiencing the properties of one small thing coming in my body and leaving my body um i now no longer look at fruits and vegetables the same i now no longer look at pasta the same basically i always thought if it was a fruit great if it was vegetable even better but now i see the sugar value in a package of grapes i see the sugar value in a package of strawberries or blueberries And I now think about, do I want to carry this food around with me for the next eight hours or 10 hours while I sleep? If you took that little uh, water bottle that you just bought and you tape it to your stomach all day and start walking around and doing jumping jacks, just see how comfortable that would be. And that's basically what you're doing to the inside of your body. But because it's inside, you don't think about it the same. Thanks for tuning in today. It's Kevin from Bison Moon Group, Reach the Moon Podcast, Stuff I Know. If anybody knows if you can use words that belong to companies, I would be really interested in talking to you. Hey, boo-boo. I hope I can change your mind, change your conscience. Talk to you later.